Tonight on the Big Footy Blues podcast, we talk about the game against GWS, reminisce about our favourite Bombers memories, and preview this week's big clash at the MCG. All this and more, coming right up. Good evening and welcome to the 10th episode of the Big Footy Blues podcast, or the 9th if you missed last week's apparently. Uh, with me as always uh, is Odeon. G'day Wookie, excitement in the air this week mate. Yes indeed, and devoid of caring. Hello people. <laughs> and and uh, joining us again, and now one of our regular cast, uh, is Just Bella. Evening all. So, lads, I think we'll very quickly skate over the uh, GWS game from the weekend because um, we all want to get onto the good stuff. Carlton on the weekend on Saturday at Docklands defeated uh, GWS uh, 22-16, 148 to 8-6-54. For Carlton, Garlic kicked four, Wait kicked three, Yaron kicked three, Arnfield, Menzel and Henderson, Arnfield kicked two each. And Gibbs, Kerno, Casbolt and Cruiser also got on the board for Carlton. The best were Walker, Garlett, Yaron, Cruiser, Gibbs and Armfield. How did we see the game, guys? And we'll start with ODN. Uh, it was just a showcase of, uh, of Navy Blue skill, really. Um, we beat them in the ruck. Cruiser had a very good game. And I was quite pleased with uh, Casbolt's support. him, Which uh, raises... Raises more ruck questions, I guess. Um, but uh, Casbolt getting forward back and um, having a little bit of influence out there sort of um, uh, pleased me no end. Uh, you already mentioned Garland Tui. Walker was BOG in my in my mind by by a long way, and I was particularly happy with to see a couple of party tricks from um, Dennis Armfield. Um, he's uh, uh, he's grown from strength to strength every week. I'm um, really happy you mean with him. Oh, well, yeah, but he's growing yeah. a porn mode, but it's a very strong porn mode. He's growing from strength from strength, sure yeah. Um, um, and um, and Brock McLean, I was just um, particularly noticing, I mean, we, we know about his work rate, but he, he's, the first, he, he's the first option. He's the smartest player on the field as far as putting himself in the right place for, uh, um, especially for the kicks out of defence. Um, he's... Um, He's, uh, he's very underrated in that regard, I think. But, very um, slow, too. <laughs> <laughs> somebody that's slow, he certainly gets to the gets to the right spots way before his opposition thinks about it. What about you, know. what about you Justin Battler? How did you see the game on the weekend? I fully concur with all the comments at the end, mate. And, um, I was very impressed. Um, McLean just gets better every game, I reckon. Um, I got him very wrong last year. I thought he was too slow, past it, hopeless. No, you weren't alone. There was no, but I, I really, re- I don't like bagging players, and if I do, I usually get it right. And this guy, this guy has really, you know, he, he's he does find space and he does the stuff that really helps the team out. When uh, whenever, quite often, when everyone else is a bit down, he'll. He'll make that big run and find space and turn the whole thing around. So yeah, McLean was good. Walker was outstanding. I reckon he's in um, AA form at the moment. 
um, as, a, as a, you know, half-back flanker or back pocket. The thing, interesting thing for me was I think we've got a champion in the making in Menzel if his knee can um, stand the rigours of AFL. A guy can um, lay a tackle, kick a goal, keep up with anyone in terms of speed, and he's got a brain. He's got a football brain. It's just so obvious. He was better than, I reckon, any other GWS player of you know, the same level of experience. So I'm very happy with Menzel. And finally, I suppose... Um, in terms of team structure, this is, I think, the second or third week in a row we've seen a bit of a rotation thing happening where uh, Henderson rotates through to centre-half forward, switching with Casbolt. Um, Casbolt rotates with Cruiser, uh, switching up forward, and Casbolt goes into the ruck. So there's like a three-way tall rotation thing happening. That was mm-hmm. the first thing. I, I think I've noticed that over the last three games as a new thing that Malthouse is doing. And the other thing is um, another little trick Malthouse seems to be pulling out is uh, I've forgotten, sorry. Just uh, <laughs> it was on the slip, tip of my and tongue. Easier, just, apparently he's pulling out now. Just, uh, just, uh, <laughs> put, put it away, Beck, put it away. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think definitely, you know, if you look at the first three games we played, it was like the players were reading from cue cards, you know, they weren't playing a natural sort of game. And uh, I think, uh, Malthouse, I think, came out during the week and said, oh, no, he's, he's changed his plans, mm. he's adapted to the team. And I think over the last few weeks, it's it's starting to more be... More noticeable. It, it's very noticeable. The, the, the blokes are playing a more free-flowing game. Now, you can't get too excited. It was Greater Western Sydney. And, and let's not forget St Kilda towed us up, so... But I think I think we're getting a little bit better every week. Excellent, yeah. Doc. Did you watch the game on the weekend at all? I did get to watch it. I did. Um, wow. I don't really have any. Hang on, anything. hang on. I think this is a first. Okay, go on. Oh geez, so you just stop me mid up. No, no, fine. <laughs> not going to bother talking about it now. How, <laughs> did, how did you see it, mate? Sorry, yeah. we're just not used to you watching the game. I just get rudely interrupted. Oh man, have you? <laughs> it's it. He's gone. He's gone. <laughs> what? No, he's, he's still there. He can't leave. He's obsessed. Got to ask, got, to, got questions for him later. Yeah. Look, can I just can I just add to that? Um, what um, just about was said. Um, I, I've noticed the same thing. Um, I think in round one, uh, Mick being very rigid with us playing his boundary game and players not knowing it i think it cost us four points um mick made a lot of promises pre-season um mixed messages really where he said that um we would play um to our strengths then he said we'll be playing his game plan and there's only one game plan um and i think he's he's as just about let's say we've gone back to playing some of our old game plan our rat our rats plan if you like um but with um, uh, well, I made comment of this on the boards. Um, w- with a lot of safety get out clauses, I guess where we we will head to the boundary if we don't have those open options down the corridor and anywhere else, and we'll create that content, uh, create create a stoppage. Um, so it is definitely a mixture, but um, where he's where he has got has put his stamp on the game is in defence and 
putting the right bodies down there and the right amount of toughness and run. So um, I, I, you know, kudos to him for recognising that um, he maybe didn't have the cattle to do what he did at Collingwood and that Carlton's a different, um, you know, we've got our different attributes. Yeah, it's a different type of cattle altogether, really. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say on what ODN said was that he, I think he admitted during the week or someone someone wrote it in the forum, I thought it was quite telling, that whilst we didn't have the structure that um, capability that Collingwood has in certain ways, Collingwood didn't have the running capacity that Carlton has. So, mm. yep. so he, I think he's trying to, you know, find the right balance there because he's realised, shit, these guys can run. And the other thing I was going to say previously that I found really exciting, I love how he's pulled Judd and Murphy out of the constant inside game. And I think teams are finding it are very confused now how to match up on Judd and Murphy because they'll drag two best taggers out of the inside game. And you can't leave them forward either because uh, they're quite dangerous up there. So. Correct. And I, I think that's a master stroke. And... Um, I think it's paying dividends for us. Now, if people are saying that if he's playing injured, I, I, I can't comment on that. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think he is. I just think he's in a patch of fo- uh, bad form at the moment. It happens. And uh, we move Everybody on. Everybody probably wants to bash the opposition team captain anyway. Yeah. For me, uh, my highlight of the uh, weekend's game was Simon White. Um, had an appalling game to the point where he got subbed the week before. Um, and just had an outstanding game on uh, on Saturday. I, I thought he was absolutely tremendous. I mean, all the other guys were great, but you guys all stole him for your highlights and mentions, and I thought I'll give a bit of a shout-out to White, who just, he really did play a tremendous game uh, in his own right. Yeah, redeemed himself, didn't he? Oh, absolutely. Just, he, he was strong at the ball. I mean, by, by, be fair, though, like, that's the only one bad game he had. It is, it is. True. The, the other games, he's been good. No one it's was been... calling for him to be dropped or anything, which is good. No, but um, good. He, he was <laughs> he, he was uh, play, playing uh, playing very well, and I thought uh, that that deserved a mention as well. Um, Fair point. Yeah, no. But Menzel, great first game for the Blues, and oh, he, he didn't do a knee, so you know that's great. I know. <laughs> Uh, he's unlike, done one better than his rallies who apparently uh, hurt themselves every time they set foot in the field. Hmm. So, anything else you want to mention from the GWS game, guys, before we move on? Uh, no. No. Nothing about... Uh, we, nothing we've got much deeper midfield than we've ever had. Malthouse bringing on Karcher. Uh, Bell, Bell hasn't impressed as much as he did last year, but he hasn't been given a, a run of games either. But I reckon our midfield depth is better than last year, even though, you know, um, Carrots has been out for a while. The guys have sort of stepped in, done a good job. Very I'm, happy with that. I would, I would say, I would suggest that Kasia is uh, harder at the ball while doing the same job that Carrots does. And that may be heresy to some, but that's kind of what I'm known for. I so, think he's um, a better field kick. I think he's he's harder at the ball. He might not be as good a tag, but he is... Kerno is tagging brilliantly. Isn't he? He does not get the raps he deserves. Most defensive players don't get the raps they deserve. No, they never do. No, he's playing really well for us. All right, going to do the news. 
Qantas will end a 20-year partnership with the Blues at the end of this season to focus on its core business. It will end its relationship with Football Federation Australia at the same time. Carlton is expected to welcome back a number of key players into this week's lineup, including Chris Judd, Kane Lucas, Robbie Warnock and Eddie Betts. Uh, also note, for the first time this year, Andrew McInnes is listed as testing after a massive leg injury, so it is a fairly big return. This Friday is the 140th anniversary of the first Carlton v Essendon clash, dating back to June 7th, 1873. And congratulations to Heath Scotland, who will play his 200th game in a Carlton jumper this weekend, and his 253rd overall. Uh, finally, the Carlton Football Club advises that time is running out to make the most of its three-game blockbuster membership offering games against Con- Essendon and Collingwood in the next month. For more information, see the club website at www.imcarlton.com.au. That has been the Carlton News. A huge pack of players waiting down in front was Rice. His kick is a poor one. Straight to Wallace. The mean bad man. Can he cover himself in glory? He's lost it and Murphy takes it away. The luck of the draw in the final. This is uh, just an incredible comeback by the Carlton Football Club. They are into the grand final. Carlton. Carlton is into the grand final. We'll move into talking about this weekend's game. Uh, Essendon v Carlton, big one as always. Friday night at the MCG, live on TV right around the country. The head-to-head stats, we played 237 times, won 121 of them, lost 111 and drawn 5 with a win percentage of 52.11. So even if we lose this week, which we won't, but if we do, we'll still be ahead of them overall. In the last five matches, we've won, uh, sorry, in the last six matches, we've won four, lost one and drawn one, and that includes the 2011 elimination final. And last time we met, Carlton defeated Essendon by 96 points. 24-12, 156 to 8-12-60. So, guys, how are we seeing the game this weekend? Odin? Um, Okay, you want game or favourite memories? Oh. Mm, Favourite memories first, I think. Mm. You know me too well, Odin. You know me too well. Favourite memories of against Essendon, guys? Um... I think um, round three, 2001, is probably my favourite. <clears throat> and yes, I know the 1999 prelim and what it means. Um, but, but round three, 2001, when we had the withdrawal of Alan, Silvani, Bradley, Cooter, all um, three of them very, very late, basically uh, just before the game kicked off. And um, we kicked six goals in the last quarter, win by 17, with um, illustrious names such as... Um, Heath Colpit in the side and doing fairly well on the day. Um, that was that was truly a win against the odds. And um, I've got a, I've got one more. Um, back in I think it was uh, 1987, Waverley Carlton won a game 70 to 69. Um, and I, my lasting memories of um, Simon Madden and Justin Madden sort of. Well, Justin butting, butting um, Simon's chest um, and rubbing his head all over his chest and, and, and sort of leaning against him in the throw-ins and stuff like that, um, as as was his want, and uh, eventually leaded, uh, led led to a couple of rules being changed. Um, but um, I, I remember that game as just 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 for the tension. I think it was a wet game, and the Carlton holding on by one point and. Um, 
it, it, it's funny. Uh, uh, Salmon and uh, and and Simon Madden won the ruck against Justin, basically playing a lone hand, twenty-two to fourteen, and uh, and they changed they changed their ruck rules because of the absolute unsightly <laughs> mess that uh, because of uh, because of Harry and um and um, it, it's it's weird we see more than twice as many ruck contests ruining the game today. Mm. So hmm, that might be my memories of. Uh, Games between the two. Relatively obscure ones at that. Just about well. Mm. What about what about yours, Mark? I I hate them so much. The only good memories I have is whenever Carlton beats them. I I despise everything about Essendon. I don't like the smarminess. I don't like their arrogance. I can't believe how that tosser was inducted in the Hall of Fame last night. Sorry. I the, last... gra- the grass tosser. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about? That, that sniper. Really? I didn't even pay attention to that. I should do because I'm going to do AFL news later. But um, but um, you know the 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 round four last year, they you got to say um, they took the wind out of our sails, and I think the boys took a while to recover from that. Yeah. And it was great to smack them in the in the in the uh, get back. My favourite favourite memory was destroying them in the semi final a few years ago. Yeah. I mean that was just. <sighs> well, by close to a record score for us in a final too. That was what was funny about it. And, and, and yeah, that was orgasmic. The way they carry on on big footy is if they've got the wood over us. I mean, good. They haven't. They've beaten us once in the last eight games. Yeah. The, four, the last four wins we've had against them, we've averaged 152 to their 75. Yeah. Absolute shellacking. Averaging they, more than 10 goal wins over them. Mm. Even the AFL website says that if we get a get a roll on, we're going to flog them. Really? Basically, yeah. So, uh, yeah. My, my favourite... Well, sorry. Doc, what's your favourite, mate? Oh, I've got no favourites. Really? Yeah. Last year when we flogged the shit out of her, that's about it. That'll do. Yeah. My favourite, um, undoubtedly, and I know you touched on this earlier, and you, but you didn't go there. It's got to be the 99 preliminary final. Um, just because they were so outright favourites for it, and we were so badly rated leading into the game. Like, having, having come from so far behind, having had to win so many finals to get to that point, we just, we weren't... Uh, we weren't rated at all, and to win that by uh, the margin that we did, nothing beats it. Nothing. Was every- eBay around back then? What's that? I mean, it, was eBay around back then? Because I think there was a lot of grand final tickets for sale that week. <laughs> I just, for me, it was just, they so obviously thought they were going to win. They were lined up. I mean, if you read back through the thread, there were people that went there straight from the game to get their grand final tickets to find Essendon people kind of trudging off. <laughs> I, mean, um, I was in Adelaide by then, but uh, that was uh, pretty hilarious to read. It, I actually it, saw that game. It, it couldn't happen to nicer people. Yeah. It really couldn't. They they were just so... They, they are so full of themselves at times that it, it, it really does amaze me how they get to that point. And yet they've got no reason to be. We're 3-3 three and three in grand finals. We're 10-10 ten and ten in finals against them. I mean, it's such an... E- and, and 16 grand finals each... Well, 16 premierships each overall. There's yep. no... You know, the win percentage is, is 
negligibly different. Fifty-two point one percent ass. I mean, they've got it's, no reason for it. My my theory is Sheedy. Sheedy Sheedy spinning for twenty years there, or eighteen years, however long he was there. Well, that he never liked Robbie Walls, and uh... he doesn't like anybody except himself. I really, he's a disgusting personality. He's, he's, he's mellowed out a little bit lately, I think. He had a go at um, Carlton. That's because he drinks all the time. <laughs> he he said, oh, it's been a long while since Carlton's been in semis. Yeah, one year, goose. <laughs> yeah, we played in one in two two eleven against uh, against the Eagles. Yeah. So, how are we seeing the actual game on the weekend, guys? Odeon? Um... I mean, I'm expecting. Obviously, we've got um, we've got Judd and Betts coming. You mentioned a few others last week. I'm not sure that we'll make that many changes. Um, I'm not sure whether Lucas will come back in. Um, and I know I'm expecting probably Menzel and Bell might get a rest this week, and Judd and Betts coming back in their place. And and I'm thinking we need another tall. Um, if, if you watched Essendon versus Sydney, they had uh, they had eight talls. Yeah. If you if you if you count um, Cramery, yeah. um, and uh, I think we had six if you count White, who plays tall a lot. Um, and it's sort of that. It's sort of a matter of whether we whether we count on our speed, uh, we count on the ball hitting the ground a lot, and count on it count on our speed, and then not having the replacement. Well, not having as many uh, smalls as we do, um, and us running them off the feet. But it, we, we've known in the past it can go wrong for us if we don't carry at least one player as insurance. Yeah, um, but then, so, but then Eddie has done particularly well against uh, Essendon over the years as well, and I expect him to be a definite return this weekend. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, um, I'm hearing that uh, Hurley will be back. Some of them are calling for Danaher to be back. Uh, sorry, he plays, plays first game. game and, um, uh, the, the great White Hope. Um, and um, am I allowed to say that? You can say whatever you like. The Great Hope. Maybe this is the Carlton podcast. Of it. This, this is not the Great White This great is not the more diplomatic main broadcast. <laughs> but but um, yeah, so. Um, you know whether that I think they're at least going to have a, have eight tolls, and I'm not sure who we can bring in. Uh, it's either Warnock coming back, or we're taking a chance on Hampson or Rowe. Um, I, think, I, I think Warnock will come back, and Casbold will stay in the side. Yeah, I mean, I just um, I'm 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 just concerned about what that does for our speed in the middle. Um, I, I know that's probably what they will do, but. Um, Casbolt had a pretty good game against the Bombers last time we played him. Oh, no, look, Casbolt, Casbolt for sure. I'd stick with that combination, um, Cruiser and Casbolt. And if, if they're going to have another one coming in, I think um, I, I, I would like to see Hampson rotating through with them, just a little bit more speed, a little bit does a little bit more around the ground. Um, and I think there's it's been a total myth as far as the taps to advantage. I think we uh, we won the taps to advantage 16-8 with Cruiser and Casbolt. Um, you know, Giles is not too bad a Ruckman, he's up there in some of the stats, um, yep. and um, I, I think I think the, the advantage we get from having a Warnock in the, in the um, ruck does not offset the um, the disadvantage around the ground. So there you go. Um, um, well, that was shown by Casbolt playing a pretty good defensive game on the weekend too. So. Yeah, look, um, I don't want to. I don't want to do all the talking. I just sort of like to open open it up for the others too. But I um, mean, who do we think is going to take? Um, 
going uh, to take the, the forwards, you know, Gumbleton, Hurley and so forth, and Cremery. Uh, I, I I mean, sorry, I expect Henderson... I know he's played forward a bit this last couple of weeks, but we've had the luxury of stick back. We've been able to do that against, you know, lesser teams as it were. I don't think that'll happen against Essendon. I think uh, there's no way he plays uh, anywhere but defence this week. Um, same with Jamison. Um, he, well, he pretty much stays in defence anyway. So, But uh, between them, White, um, they've, they'll have that all covered down there, I suspect. What about yeah, you, Joe? Yeah. What do you got? Yeah, for mine, I, um, their tools, if they get good, good service, mm. uh, they're a real danger. They get clean ball. So you work backwards and you say, well, number one danger man's Watson who just plays champion football week in, week out. Um, how do you stop Watson? Well, I reckon they'll rate, ro- rotate on him and then his key, the key uh, give-offs from Watson are using Zach- Zaharakis or Stanton. Um, I think that the taggers will be negated by having them following Judd and Murphy around the place. They'll get sucked into that. And um, so stop Watson and stop Stanton. And they're the, I reckon they're the two key matchups in the centre. If we if we can sort of break even on that, um, their tools then get a bit negated up front. And in fact, if it is going to rain as they're predicting, their tools might you know become a bit of a liability. Um, in terms of our forwards. Um, I think Goddard's made a huge difference to Essendon. I think he's um, added uh, stability to their defensive structure. Him and Fletcher combine very well. It gives them two options. And the younger players have stepped up because they just feel more confident back there. But that being said, um, I don't think they can match our, uh, our small firepower. So I, I think if we grind it down... Um, and play that spillage, occasional mark type football that we've been playing, we've probably got the slight edge up um, in, in their 50. But I think it really depends on stopping Watson and, and that, that successful drag out of a couple of their bigger body taggers. That's, that's what I reckon Malthouse will be focusing on. Cramery's the guy that scares me the most in their forward line. I, I don't, I mean, the others can catch and kick, but I think Cramery Cram, last year destroyed us. Uh, he had the, he had a fantastic game. I'd hate to see him come out and play a game like that again. Yeah, he was he was everywhere. Would you put Walker on him? Well, he's the natural one matchup, isn't he? And I think Walker's got better lateral movement than Cramery. Cramery's a straight a kind of like a straight running type, whereas Walker can actually run sideways as well as straight. He's the natural matchup. I'm a bit worried about um, Warnock being played against Bill Chambers. Because Bill Chambers is very mobile. And it's almost like Warnock feels like he only has to sort of operate within a 20-metre space around the goal, around the centre bounce. Yeah, we don't need to start that discussion again. Um, do you think, we, do, do, do we, you think though, we'll go the different route, do you think we need Cruiser in the middle just for the pressure acts and for the tackling ability um, because Essendon do play that sort of hard-bodied mid-through-the-middle type of game a lot, and um, especially at the clearances? Well, I would love to see this. I would love to see Warnock take the tap and Cruiser um, 
play the true tall, second tall Ruck Rover. And I think that's a weapon that can be unleashed um, at some stage during the season. I mean, that used to be actually, correct me if I'm wrong, but not an unusual thing in, in AFL footy to have two, two, two tall guys in the centre. Well, I can't say I recall a time where it was a common thing. But uh, Cruz has got the ability to actually play that roving role and um, to put some pressure on... Uh, well, oh, who's that big boy uh, tagger that always gives Juddy a hard time? Um Hockey, um, yeah. Yeah, we'll let him butt up against Cruiser. And that's why I'm not convinced um, Carazzo's an automatic in. Um, because I don't, I think Carrots is going to be short of a run. He's listed as a week still. Is he? Yeah. Is no. he? So he's not going to be selected yeah. then. Probably he doesn't want yeah. no. And same reasons, um, I think it's a cr- crucial game for a guy like Lucas. Um, if he can step up, uh, I, I was quite impressed with his previous game in the first quarter, but the heat's going to be on every player, especially in the first the first quarter. Um, you can't have you can't have anyone that's that's, that's not going to stick a tackle. Um, so you know, I, I think they go in as favourites, guys. Don't kid ourselves. Um, their form's been very good, and for good reasons. They're not soft like they were. They're not going to roll over like puppies like they did last year. They'll keep on playing the game through. So um, I can't see I can't see a blowout. So, so how much do you think we're going to win by? I reckon if if everything if we can neutralise Watson and Stanton, um, I say neutralise. In other words, break even, and not what that Watson get out of clearances stuff. If we can get, if we can just make that break even, I reckon we win by two goals, two or three goals max. All right, what about you, Doc? Him. What do you reckon the margin will be? I'm, I'm, I'll be a bit more serious this time. I actually won't just say 50. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll say, look, if exactly what Jab was on about, if we stop uh, Watson and Stanton here, I'll, I'll say 30. Okay, and what about you, ODM? Yeah, I, I think somewhere around the around the ten point mark. Um, Actually, let me let me just go on that. If it's raining as well, if it's raining, I'll say, yeah. I'll say if it's raining as well, it'll be thirty. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I think around the ten point mark, and um, I, and I'm I'm half expecting Gibbs to follow Goddard, no matter which end of the ground he goes to, because uh, yeah. as far as utilities go, they're they're it. He's done it before and done done it well, hasn't he? Done a very yeah. good job. Yeah. I, I think we've got the matchups for this. I think we've got the team for this. And I'm predicting if it rains, 21 points, as I do most weeks. If it doesn't rain, I'm predicting 80 points. Really? 80 <laughs> points. I think we're going to open them up like a cheap tin of sardines. You said that about Lions and we didn't do oh, it. So. But it looked like we were going to... <laughs> Up until up until the second quarter, mate, it looked like we were going to rip him to pieces. Yeah, that's true. And then we it's collapsed true. in the second quarter, and it was like, what the hell? Anyway. Um, it's yeah, not... let's not underestimate the improvement in the boys this year. I, I think we're playing a much more honest brand of football uh, and getting it's better. It's a stronger, stronger brand of football. Uh, yeah, I, won't, I don't think we're quite as strong yet. Defensively. Um, oh, okay, sorry. Defensively honest, stronger. Honest football footy. Um, I'd love to see one of our younger blokes 
I don't know, get a six-week suspension, breaking someone's jaw. That that would be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's like... Uh, Mental. Play a game and get a suspension for six weeks. No. All right. <laughs> it's time to move on. It's time for the segment that we've all been waiting for. As always, it's time for Ask Doc. Get excited. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. All right, we've got some questions for him. That's a little bit of a shout-out to uh, ODN Weekend. there. Um, that, of course, is the original Doctor Who theme uh, from the uh, 70s and 80s. So um, so we, we do have some submitted questions for him this week, though, so I'm not having to make really hard ones up to just see him squirm. And the first one comes from none other than the Chief. Uh, yes, the big the man chief. himself. And so he should actually be prepared for this one because he's actually seen this question. I have. Um, And the question is, we all know that when you die, you poo your pants. If you had the chance to poo in the pants of someone else when you die, who would it be and why? (laughs) This is going to be interesting, isn't it, people? The age-old transferable question. Let's see, whose pants would I poo in? That's pretty much what we're saying here, right? That's right. If if you could, right. right before you die, who would it be? I, I'd, I'd have thought about this, and you know, trying to figure out who you know who do I hate that I poo in their pants, and I mean it could be anybody. So, it could be. but but I, I figured this one. I, I figured a lot of people would go go along with this one actually and agree with me here. The Channel Seven commentary team for the football. Oh, yeah. anywhere ranging from boy oh boy, here comes Eddie. Bloody, what's his face? Yeah. BT. I'd poop in his pants every day I of the imagine, week. I imagine his pants would be rather Look, full on there. I, I, I would poop in that netball wearing skirt homo Darcy. Oh yeah. I'd like to point out this is where the this is where the podcast took a nasty downturn in quality. What about that Robo I would also go as far as to say I'd poop in the pants of Mr. Delicious himself, Bruce McAvaney. Oh, and I'd stick do. one in that guy's pie hole. We'll move on to the second question. Again, uh, submitted by a regular contributor, uh, Space Cow. Oh, Space Cow. Uh, um, what is the best way to get spaghetti stains out of underwear? Poop it out. <laughs> really have gone downhill here. No, it's just, it's just no. spaghetti stains in underwear. What are they doing there? Oh, oh. you know what they're doing there. Presumably, <laughs> presumably <laughs> some sort of uh, Lady in the Tramp style thing gone wrong. Um, Nothing like sliding what, around so a bowl of bolognese. Wait, wait, wasn't Lady in the Tramp two dogs? Maybe. I'm not really sure on the specifics oh, of the story is itself. It? Is, it, is that right? <laughs> Do I have that correct? What the hell are dogs doing down in your pants? I don't know. I don't know. All right. You say I went downhill. <laughs> so, oh, where, where the hell are we? All What's right, going we're, on? We're going... <laughs> what, where? I've just woken up and... <laughs> Doc derails things. And, and, that, and that's, and that's been a shocking segment. So, <laughs> um, one final question, guys. Oh, Yes. Right now, 
Okay. Do we think we're going to win on Friday or what? That's not really an asked dog question, is it? No, no, that's 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 <laughs> logical. Yes or no? <laughs> Are we going to win? Yeah. Of course we're going to win. Well, yes. Wookie, yes, we're going to win. Of course. ODN. Uh, yeah, we've already established that. That's okay. right. We, we already did the we're, defi- we're definitely going to win. This is a must win. This is a really important game. You guys understand that, yeah. We we understand as far as uh, what it what it means and how gut wrenching it is when we lose these games. Uh, I don't want to go near Big Footy for for days afterwards. Yeah. I can't stand to see uh, an Essendon supporter happy in any any way at all. Um, may may all the misery that the world has to offer be be um, be heaped on them for making poor choices in life. I hope you're going to be more diplomatic than this in the next half hour or so. <laughs> Thank you, gentlemen. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, it's we're gonna we're gonna cut uh, cut our stock there. It's time for the last segment, and that's board talk. And ODN, I note the Sean Hampson thread lives on. <laughs> the Sean Hampson thread uh, is still going. Um, it, it's it's taken a, it's taken some nasty turns of late, but uh, we, we've had a bit of a resurgence with the with the VFL game being televised and. Hampson not doing too bad in that, and, I, and I'm finding a lot of the Hampson detractors are backing off a little bit and sort of wishing the big fella well, oh. um, with, with just a little, with just a little bit of constructive advice rather than um, completely bagging him out. So, um, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I, I, I reckon I'm, I'm thinking that the battle is half won. We just got to get him in the side now. He, he was he he was very good in the ruck. I'll say this much: I watched the whole game. I put some highlights together for it. But he um he was very good in the ruck. His kicking for goal let him down. I'll, I'll you've got I've got to say that much. He really did um kick awfully for goal. But yeah. his ruck work and his presenting as good yeah, as anybody else's in the side. What's going yeah. on with kicking at Carlton? I mean, Hampson used to be an okay kick. Cruz was an okay kick. To be coach. fair, Cruz, Cruz hasn't missed by much, though. We did say this the other week, that his goal kicking's been yeah, I know, close. Casbolt, like, is anybody saying, look, look, Rocky, it's good to take the marks, but you've got to kick the goals, and this is how you do it. Mm. Yeah, I don't know, but then again, I mean, who's going to show them? <laughs> Down at Carlton. Uh, good old... Uh, the the old skipper himself wasn't um, the best kick at goal that we've ever seen. No, and uh, he kicked a lot of goals. Kicks, he? he did kick a lot of goals at Carlton, but they weren't the most flashy ones ever. Mm. So um, yeah, it's um, maybe we need to get someone down there to uh, who isn't called Barker. And honestly, I cannot see ever since Matty Lappin left as our forward coach. Yeah, our our goal kicking has been woeful. Well, getting back from Collingwood, I wish he'd never gone. Then we wouldn't have to have that Hawthorne freak running around. Anyway, lads, it's been a good cast, but we have exceeded our allotted amount of time. So um, I'll say good night to ODM. Good night, everybody. Uh, see you next week. And good night to Justin Butler. Thanks for coming in again. Night, everybody. See you next week. And uh, Devoid of Caring, as always. Thanks for coming on, Matt. Good night, everybody. See you never. And that's good night. <laughs> oh, we wish. <laughs> Devoid of Kings getting raptured after that, this. No. Get our hopes up. All right, guys. And on that note, I shall see you all on the forums. Yeah. <laughs>
Play it to me, Wookie. <laughs>